Welcome to episode number 28 of the Raw Food Podcast. I am your host, Laura Jane the Rotarian, and in today's episode of the Raw Food Podcast, we are welcoming Gina Silvestri. Gina is a master life coach, a radio host, and a certified Reiki practitioner who has proof in the raw food pudding life experience. Seven years ago, she weighed 300 pounds and had 17 official medical diagnoses, but she essentially healed herself naturally, beginning with raw food. She currently hosts Living Later Radio, and in the past as well, she spent 18 years as a counselor. So that was before she began her life coaching practice. So we have a great episode for you today. Lots of tidbits that um, this life coach, Gina Silvestri, shares with her clients and she serves them with us as well. So I'm very excited to have Gina on the show. So stay tuned and we will be back with you shortly. Welcome to another episode of the Raw Food Podcast. I am so excited to be here with you all today. It's been a while since we had a guest on the show, so I was really excited to be able to invite Gina Silvestri on with me. She's she's an amazing woman and I've been a guest on her radio show as well. And I'm really just so excited to be introducing you guys all to her today. So welcome, Gina. Hello, Laura. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited about this call. So I know that there's so much we could talk about about you and I know a lot more about your story, but I thought just for our listeners, really just to start out talking about Gina and your story and how raw food has really impacted you in a really transformative big big way from a a dark place so I'd love for you to just introduce yourself and tell us a bit about the the beginning stages of raw food in your life yes I would love to thank you so I'm Gina Silvestri and I am the creator and founder of lifecoachgina.com and it's a community where people can learn how to truly rock their lives and that's R-A-W right Laura Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, and that includes your physical health um, uh, which specifically incorporates raw food since it had such a huge role in my own transformation process, but it also includes relationships and people's uh, financial lives, because I believe that, you know, what we eat creates uh, how we feel. And of course, mm-hmm. that that extends to everything else in our entire lives. Mm-hmm. So and how we do this over at Life Coach Gina is we access the highest energetic vibration possible, so that you're truly enjoying the process. Um, and you're dancing to the rock music. I like to say that you always <laughs> wanted to dance to. <laughs> okay, so I love your podcast, Laura, because it's all about food. But I like to add this energetic twist to it, this energetic perspective, even when we're eating and, and even in deciding what we'd like to eat. So I'd really love to share that with your listeners today if you're open. But um, how this all got started, which is what you asked me, mm-hmm. um, was my transformation. I had a major major transformation. I had 17 official medical diagnoses on my doctor's record and I weighed close to 300 pounds Uh, this was seven years ago and um, I before that I was working as a counselor I worked as a counselor for 18 years with the provincial government in Mm -hmm. Ontario Mm -hmm. uh, up here in Canada Mm -hmm. which I think you're in Nova Scotia is that right I'm in the Maritimes for sure Prince Edward Island yes okay PEI okay Mm -hmm. 
And um, so I ended up getting quite ill after uh, in my career after being assigned Canada's second largest murder case. Uh, mm. I was diagnosed with, <clears throat> pardon me, post-traumatic stress disorder because I was having nightmares and I had trouble sleeping and I had some anxiety. And no wonder. Yeah, so it was it was stressful. I mean, you know, the career I, I was in was stressful enough, but that that was just the topper, and that was at the end of my career. But I also like to see it as a beautiful op a door opener and an opportunity because it led me to where I am now. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> so I'm really excited to share all of this with your listeners. Um, would you like me to start, you know, at the beginning, how I grew up and everything, and and how food and how I found raw food after that, or? We love to hear the whole story, like maybe from, t well, when did you really start to be ill? Like that was, I know you seven years ago you found raw, right? Mm -hmm. But was your illness like for many years before? Or maybe you could talk a bit more about, about that, the really the dark time. Sure. So I was 26 years old uh, when I started to gain weight for the first time in my life. <laughs> so that's why I mentioned growing up. I don't want to get into, you know, oh, my grandmother was this. And my <laughs> you can if you want. Your listeners. No, no, no. But um, I, there was a significance to that. It's that I grew up very natural, Laura, like extremely natural. My parents uh, were from a small, teeny tiny village in Italy. Uh, they ate from the land. So they ate foods from their gardens that in their backyards. Um, my nonna actually had a pomegranate tree out there. <laughs> I Whoa. was there not too long ago, and it was so beautiful to see those growing. But she had everything in her garden. So they do not eat processed foods. Uh, they lived outside most of the time, like they're, you know, working on the farms and just being outside in the sun, uh, in the fresh air and nature. And the mountains are a hop, skip, and a jump away. It's so beautiful. Mm. Um, and also the doctors were far, far away. Um, and so because there was where they live, um, there wasn't, especially when they were growing up, um, there wasn't even a car lot or a pharmacy close by. Even mm -hmm. now, when I went to the closest car lot was, um, when I say car lot, I mean dealership. Mm -hmm. uh, it was a two hour drive away. So really in the middle of nowhere <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, and, and really embedded in nature. So um, with regard to having doctors come and visit, it was quite expensive and natural remedies and healing is what they, what their alternative was. So mm -hmm. that's what they did. And so when my parents moved to Canada, that's how they raised my sister and I, mm. <laughs> uh, we didn't get immunizations. We, um, I didn't see the inside of a McDonald's until I was 11 years old. Mm, you're lucky in that regard. <laughs> yeah. And literally, we lived outside every single summer on a campground. So, wow. and, and my dad was, you know, it's funny, we call him the exercise Nazi because he loves <laughs> to exercise and he loves fresh air because he grew up in such fresh air. So he would take us literally for walks for hours and hours, like two to three hours at times when we were young children and he would carry us if he needed to. Mm -hmm. um, so I grew up extremely healthy, but gradually my entire family started to assimilate, obviously, into the mm -hmm. modern way, into the convenience and the deliciousness and the temptation, if you will, to escape anything that's uncomfortable. <laughs> mm -hmm. So yeah, so 
you know, while it really hit me in my mid twenties, I would say it was a gradual process from my teens, Mm -hmm. Uh, starting in my early teens, particularly when we got to choose what we wanted to do. And then later on in my teens, when my parents got divorced and um, they started working more. And so I got to, you know, indulge a little bit more in processed foods that they wouldn't necessarily approve of. Mm -hmm. Um, And of course, all the things that teenagers try, like alcohol and cigarettes and makeup and perfume. That's something I'm very passionate about teaching too. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's almost like, you know, I was, I have, my life is now an example for people to look at, you know, I'm not saying I was perfect growing up, but I am a good example of someone who was quite natural growing up and then being integrated into the modern world. And what happened to me, what I experienced specifically was some depression coming on. Mm -hmm. Uh, I could feel states of depression throughout my teens. And it was, uh, yeah, it, it was quite obvious to me that something had shifted quite quickly and so, and then that led, you know, into my career, I, I, I as I mentioned, my family um, did not grow up with doctors. And so they actually didn't really approve of them when, especially when I was younger and into my teens. So mm-hmm. my mom would always say, oh, try to sleep, just sleep it off. Or, you know, have some chamomile tea if your stomach's upset. Or, oh, if you're feeling like you can't breathe because of all the toxins that were in the air at school or whatever, she would give us a bath, a steam bath. So she would c- encourage that all the way. Mm-hmm. And only if it was an emergency, would she go to the doctor? Mm-hmm. And so um, that sort of lifestyle wasn't familiar to me growing up. I could see everybody else living it, but it just didn't seem the default for me. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and so in my mid-20s when I was an adult and I was working in my career and my mother was actually living quite far away and my dad was not too far, but I didn't have a lot of contact with him. And the rest of my family, my extended family had integrated quite well. So my grandmother was eating Nutella, <laughs> you know, so it was, you know, it, I, I just felt, well, of course I'm going to go to the doctor. That's what everybody yeah. else does. And, you know, there was a bit of rebelliousness there too in my teens, of course, like a lot of us. Mm-hmm, me where, too. Yeah, of course, right? Where you're like, okay, well, my maybe my parents don't know the right way. I'd like to go and explore my own way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I did that. And I remember, though, this is so significant for me, is I remember that moment when I went to the doctor for advice. I remember not feeling right. And I, I don't have any angst or anger against doctors at all. My doctor was actually a beautiful person who had a big heart. Mm-hmm. Um but it's just, I remember that moment of going against my grain, my tradition, my family's tradition and going, and I was hiding it from my mom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I share this because um, it was, it really was the pharmaceuticals that tipped me over. <clears throat> the pharmaceuticals were there to treat my depression and the post-traumatic that came on and everything. Mm-hmm. But it really, really was the combination. I kept getting more uh, prescriptions. Like I would go for one, you know, for for what they said was post-traumatic. And then, you know, I would feel anxiety. Well, they would give me something else for anxiety. Mm-hmm. And then I, I, you know, I couldn't sleep. So they would give me something to sleep. And it just went on and on and on like that mm-hmm. until I had a handful of pharmaceuticals that I was taking. And that's, wow. Laura, when my weight really started to increase. Mm-hmm. And so that was in my mid-20s. Mm-hmm. And I think I was 26 when I gained my first 60 pounds, like my first 60-pound weight gain. Mm-hmm. Before that, I was athletic, healthy. And aside from those, you know, little noticing periods, Mm -hmm. noticeable periods of depression, Uh, you know, I was quite healthy and happy and vibrant and, you know, um, 
Yeah. Wow. So. so so at that time, did you feel, and I know it's hard to boil things down to just one thing, but like, do, do you feel that the weight gain was as a direct result of some of those medications or was it a combination of, you know, even say depression, maybe self-medicating with food or a combination of those things? What do you attribute that initial sort of weight gain to, if you can even surmise? Yeah. Sure. Well, I didn't have any issues with overeating before. Um, you know, I, I grew up in a family where people did turn to that uh, here and there, but I didn't have any issues with that where I would stuff myself so full that, you know, it was too much for my body. I loved eating, but mm -hmm. I didn't have any issues with that. And so um, I remember earlier in my 20s, I did take something for depression and my weight bubbled a bit. And that was the reason I, I, I was a model, a fashion model at the time. And that was the reason oh, wow. I got off it. Yeah, that's the reason I got off it. So I, in my personal experience, uh, I do believe that that's a huge factor. And, mm -hmm. you know, I've read a lot and researched a lot about this. And you're right. I mean, it's a, I like the holistic approach. It's a combination of factors always. It's mm -hmm. not just one thing, mm -hmm. but in my particular situation, it was too much and it was, um, it was too stressful on my body, um, mm -hmm. which was very natural. And I believe we're all naturally defaulted that way. We all come from families like mine, you know, mm -hmm. um, who lived from the land and who were very natural. Yeah. It just depends how far back up the family tree we go, I guess. Exactly. <laughs> that's right. And that's what I always talk about. Thank you for mentioning that is, you know, I believe there's a seven year, uh, cycle, uh, where, you know, the generations, this is what shamans teach. And I've worked with a shaman for many, many years, but where there's a seven year cycle and, and like se seven years of separation kind of, so you can actually place yourself along that, that spectrum and see how far you are. And that will tell how it you know, how your genetics have evolved to the point where, where you would or wouldn't be influenced, um, hmm. to certain degrees. I mean, there's a whole science to it. I don't want to get into that now, <laughs> but, um, yeah, and I don't know the details of it. Mm -hmm, but. Mm -hmm. Well, let's keep yeah. keep going about you. We want to hear about you. So you were sort of popped with zillions of pills. Mm -hmm. And I was feeling really lost, like just really lost and confused. You know, I didn't know what was happening. And I put my whole heart into my work. So it did, you know, since then, I've learned a lot of tools and how to, you know, take care of myself and nurture myself. So that was another thing. I really gave everything to my my work. I, I would stay at work until 10 o'clock at night if I had to mm -hmm. often. Mm -hmm. um, so there were some imbalances there. But yeah, I was really lost. And that's when I started to do, turn to food. Um, part of it, I, there's something in medications, Laura, that caused me to eat. So I, it was mm -hmm. like, I couldn't stop eating. And then I started eating processed food. And then as you know, when you're eating so much processed food, your hunger button does not turn off. Mm -hmm. And the reason it doesn't turn off is because you have not been nutritionally satisfied. Your mm -hmm. needs haven't been met. And this is why there are so many overweight people walking around in the world and they have no idea why they can't lose weight. Their body is not satisfied and that's why I love raw food mm -hmm. because raw food you can eat you know I, I've seen your pictures they look delicious you can eat wonderful food and enjoy it so so much and you know and and be nutritionally satisfied and you actually end up eating less yeah so, totally and, and, yeah. So to come to the, you know, the funner, uplifting part of my story, and that was my strategy. And I'd love to share that with your listeners today. That was my strategy was, um, I can tell you how, how I came upon it if you want, but, mm -hmm. but my strategy was to eat as much raw food as I wanted to, 
Mm-hmm. I could eat as much food in general as I wanted to, as long as it was raw. Mm-hmm. So that was my strategy. So I love teaching people the free approach and the uplifting approach and the funnest approach because your vibration is everything. So I had a great attitude toward my my next part of my journey, even though I wasn't feeling well and I was feeling discouraged for the most part, I was having a really difficult time in my life. I was excited about that part. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I had tried all the diets that you can think of Jenny Craig, the cabbage diet. Um, I paid thousands of dollars to try to help myself, mm-hmm. but this one excited me. And as you can tell from my background, you know, it really resonated deeply within my cells, whether I was conscious of it or not. Mm-hmm. I mean, my cells were dancing and saying, yep, this is going to work mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> for you specifically. And once again, I believe for everybody. For sure. And I think it just takes sort of that feeling too, is once you get into it and, and I mean, it maybe it's not quite, doesn't make everybody's cells dance, although I, I would be inclined to say it, everybody should try it and see if their cells dance. But but it sort of takes that, um, you know, it's hard to know how you're going to feel until you're in it and then feeling how good you feel. Yes. and And with regard to everybody, I mean, I'm not someone who says that you know, the raw food diet is the only way and you need to go Mm -hmm. 100%. Mm -hmm. But I am absolutely, and I'm sure most people know that eating, you know, raw living food is very healthy for you. And and increasing the amount is always healthy for you. But food is only one part of the equation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It really is, you know, and that's part of the diet um, insanity, as I like to call it out there is that, you know, this is your savior, come for this. And then you go running for it, you know, you go running for this diet thinking, yes, it's going to work hundred mm-hmm. percent. And you do everything, you invest all your money and all your time, and then you fall flat on your face mm-hmm. because you need a holistic approach. And that's something that I really, really like about your message because I find sometimes that there's a different conduit into, we could even lump it into self-improvement as a really big circle with a lot of words inside inside it and how you sort of dart into that circle might be through food I know a lot of people who that happened through yoga for them it's sort of like something you start in one spot in one corner and for me it was raw food and it sounds like maybe that was your first thing as well but it usually is about so much more than well it always is our lives ourselves are about so much more than just food it's it's so there's so many words we could put into that big bubble of things that are all intertwined and that's just what I love about your message is that it I mean our lives are really about so many different facets like even I know some you I think in the at the beginning we're mentioning even like budgeting or like money and finances and abundance like all these things are intertwined even if it's just as simple as saying well a, I'm really so stressed about money and B, maybe I can't afford to eat all these healthy foods. So everything is totally interconnected. And I know that's important to you and it's important to me too. So I'm glad you you brought that up. Yes, thank you. That's such a good point. And you know, that spark I, that, that I was talking mm-hmm. about, that little spark, even for me, like, honestly, I hit the point where I did not want to live. I was so discouraged. And so, but I had this little spark. And what happened, the turning point uh, was for me is, it's so interesting how the universe works, because <laughs> I was going to my friend's house to pick up, uh, pick her up. Actually, sorry, she was driving us up north, way up north in Ontario on a camping trip uh, mm-hmm. uh, to her cottage. And I was going to 
um, drive up with her, but I had to drop my car off at her house. So I was driving, I drove to her house and she said, she had texted, called me, left me a message and said that her baby was um, having a hard time. So she was going to be walking her baby around in a stroller in circles until I got there. And then we're going to put her, put the child in the car and we're going to, you know, take off right away. So I was just thinking, okay, as soon as I get there, I'm, cause I wasn't a mom, right? So I, like, okay, I got to remember, grab that, grab this and don't forget this and put it all in the car. And, then, <laughs> and so the last time I had visited her family when her husband was there, because she was a childhood friend. So she lived a little bit far away from me. Mm-hmm. And the last time I had visited her, um, her husband was recovering from a major car accident, like mm-hmm. head on collision spinal injury, uh, brain injury, and significant uh, weight gain. Like mm-hmm. I was still thin at the time and I was looking at him going, oh my gosh, I wonder what it's like, you know, mm-hmm. to live like that. And the poor guy, I mean, mm-hmm. he was an athletic, handsome, beautiful man. I grew up with him too. And, um, and so the last time I'd seen him, he was struggling and he could hardly t- speak, Laura. He had trouble speaking. Mm-hmm. And so that was the last time I'd seen him. So here I am back in the car and I pull up and I'm like, okay, I can't forget my toiletries and all this stuff. (laughs) And so I'm doing that. And this man walks out and I hardly even recognize him. And it's, it's her husband. And he looked so different. He was shining. He was slim again. He was as strong. He was looking at me right in the eyes. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, oh my goodness. And, you know, he said that he, he introduced himself. He said who he he was and I couldn't believe it, but I was running because my friend was running in the (laughs) car too. And I I just looked at him and said, what happened? And he said, raw food. Mm. That's all he said. I just got chills as I said that because it's such a turning point for me. Mm -hmm. And I didn't even know what a turning point it was at the time I was just like raw food so it was a six hour drive up north and and I was saying to my friend the whole time what is raw food you know like what is he talking about you know (laughs) and she said you know what I never want to hear those two words again I'm so sick of it all he Mm. is is he's a hippie all he does is talk about raw food (laughs) gardening and now he wants to he's talking about angels and he wants to do all these things and energy (laughs) and she was very frustrated because Mm. um, their other child had autism and so and she was very frustrated. Um, she wanted, she, you know, she was trusting the the medical system, of course, and wanted the best for her child. And that's where he was before he found raw food. So he, you know, he, she really wanted that for her child. And so they were having trouble with that. So she said, I don't want to hear about it. So the whole mm-hmm. time we were up there camping, I kept thinking, what is raw food? What's that? Like, <laughs> you know, is it raw meat? That was the first thing I thought of, you know, mm-hmm. raw meat. Oh, don't think I want to eat that. So mm-hmm. when I got home, I went to the grocery store and I literally uh, you know, asked myself, what would I eat that's raw? And mm-hmm. I just started eating from the produce section. I didn't even know there was a movement out there or anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just started trying it. And within 10 days, I knew that this was mm-hmm. a great way for me. And what it is, is it's a catalyst. Like we said, there's so many catalysts out there. So it's a, it was a catalyst for me to transform myself and rebalance myself so that now I can eat some cooked food and and be healthy and vibrant and mm-hmm. at my best regardless, mm-hmm. you know? So again, you know, I'm with you when you say, you know, um, that there are so many catalysts out there and I feel that there could be a danger in going too extreme with anything, but they're great mm-hmm. for rebalancing and healing illnesses if you have any. Mm-hmm. And also community is so important. Um, I know you have a community online and, mm-hmm. and I love seeing that and you're passionate about connecting people through mm-hmm. technology. I think that's beautiful. Mm-hmm. And oh, go ahead. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, I was just thinking that it is so true. It really comes back to our previous point, too, that it it is about it is about that community, too. And even if it's just as simple as 
your the community that even lives in your home that's supportive of any changes that you you're trying to make um and i think what i liked about what you said just now as well is that just talking about even if even though you didn't even know there was a movement you just started eating things in the produce aisle and it was making you feel really good and i I know with myself i used to feel um that occasionally before all of this before i got into raw food i really was a junk food vegetarian but essentially um sometimes i would think oh i should buy this thing from the produce aisle like a green pepper because mm-hmm. I, I knew I kind of should, but I didn't even really know what to do with it. Like they would just kind of go bad in my fridge. But I mm-hmm. think that even just kind of just even buying fresh food to some people, even me, was kind of really foreign. And I think, too, sometimes we overlook even really things that we all would probably think are delicious, like a big bag of cherries or strawberries or, or just those really simple, basic whole foods sometimes we don't even really think especially you know if you look at someone else at the grocery store their cart it's almost like it's not even part of their sphere their their mm-hmm. mind mm-hmm. so i think that it's something that can be complicated with a lot of fancy recipes like i like to do but it, at the i really love how you just sort of started eating what felt good and, and going from there yeah, well, something, this is really interesting at the other end of my journey now, because I feel even more free when I, than when I was healing, obviously. I mean, I felt so free, but right now I can eat whatever I want, literally. Mm-hmm. I choose not to eat chemicals because they don't make me feel good. Mm-hmm. So I don't eat processed food, but I can eat, you know, quinoa or, you know, whatever my vegan friends are making that I love. I, I can eat things and I love, I enjoy it. Um, but something, it's so interesting that I just thought of while you were speaking there, that the you know, a lot of times we're so full already and our bodies do not want fruit when we're full and when Mm -hmm. we're processing carbohydrates. Mm -hmm. So that's why cleansing is so popular and it's such a great idea, you know, to, to experience it because when I committed to doing it a hundred percent and I said to myself for 30 days, Mm -hmm. it was my birthday. Um, and I said to myself for 30 days, I'm just going to try eating this straight from nature, raw food. Mm -hmm. And what I was attracted to was watermelons. So a lot of us love watermelon and we love all of that, but you know, watermelons are best eaten alone and our bodies intuitively know that. So Mm -hmm. when we're in the grocery store and we're full of carbohydrates, what we're attracted to is more carbohydrates Mm because we're thinking, Oh, when am I going to eat that watermelon? Because, you know, eating it on an empty stomach is best. And so we need, you know, an empty stomach. And when you're eating carbs and meat and your stomach is rarely (laughs) empty and and you're, yeah. And you're very, you're very rarely totally clear. So cleansing allows you to do that. And that's what my body wanted was watermelons. Mm -hmm. I literally ate so many watermelons and I Mm. felt so good. (laughs) It was just, my body was house cleaning and I was 300 pounds and I was just like, yay, (laughs) finally she stopped. Wow. So after your 30 days, you knew that you needed to keep going like you were feeling already noticing some positive effects then uh it was after 10 days as Mm -hmm. I mentioned like Mm -hmm. 10 days I intuitively said to myself and I just knew that I would do this forever I would Mm -hmm. I would predominantly eat raw food Uh, you know at that time I was in extreme thinking so I thought you know I'm going to do this forever 100% eat watermelons (laughs) (laughs) because I feel so good but yes I felt lighter Mm -hmm. uh I actually and I just posted about this on Facebook the other day I actually joined a dance class at that size and I was so energetic and I say that size there's no judgment I don't think Mm -hmm. anybody who is 300 
pounds has to lose weight or needs to lose weight if they don't want to. Mm -hmm. I really believe that that's a programming out there that isn't healthy to subscribe to either. Mm -hmm. But for me, it was me enjoying life again and Mm -hmm. feeling good about myself regardless of my size. So I actually joined a dance class and it was so beautiful. It led me to meditation and such an amazing journey that allows me to do everything that I do now as a life coach. Wow, I just want to jump in on that. So I really love that idea and I think just what you said is so key if you like you were quite a bit bigger than you are today and then eating sometimes like even if you just no matter where you're at if you take one day and really radically change the way you're eating for that one day I feel it's exactly like you were saying like maybe you felt like so energized and felt like I want to join a dance class but it's just really hard to get started but I think you do immediately feel those effects of just feeling lighter at any size when you're eating eating lighter food you just feel good yeah and the reason is is because of energy um the energy in your body is circulating now it's Mm -hmm. moving Mm -hmm. and we are meant to move and evolve and move forward right and we're you know our our blood wants to circulate and you know our energy wants to keep moving so a lot of us are stagnant we're stagnant in front of our computers our television and the carbs weigh us down and we don't feel good Mm -hmm. so like you said you're not going to jump to a dance class if you don't feel good Mm -hmm. and something this is essential work with my clients is feeling good before you do anything (laughs) and this is such a simple concept but it's like a marathon training I love taking Mm -hmm. people through this training because it's just a shifting a constant shift moment to moment choosing moment to moment to nourish yourself so deeply uh, with things that inspire and uplift you and that includes your work that includes the way you make money as you mentioned Mm -hmm. like all of it needs Mm -hmm. to support you and I'm getting chills again because it's so key and so there were things in my life at that time that were not aligned but since my raw food journey started I've been more and more and more and more more aligned (laughs) and now I'm I'm doing amazing I'm just I've never been happier I wake up every day like a kid at Christmas I'm serious I'm so excited I don't even want to go to I know that's why I love you I love it so but I mean tell so it's been seven years now since you really had the major initial shift tell me more now about where you're at today both including even like say are you still I think you said you're mostly raw eating some cooked food and also you're doing some amazing life coaching and doing a variety of stuff tell me more now about Gina today sure yeah I would love to and we already know that you're lovely energized and so enthusiastic and I love it (laughs) (laughs) thanks Laura yes and I love spreading the the seeds of joy all around the earth that's what I love doing Mm -hmm. so and planting gardens and watching them blossom and that's what I get to do every single day so I mentioned support and my role is to offer loving and gentle support and also accountability but accountability from a compassionate place and I'd like to plant these seeds inside of people so that they can do it for themselves but at first I guide them um, through the process and it's like a marathon training as I said so week to week we'll talk and we'll connect with each other and you know you'd go back into that old programming and then you know I guide you gently back Mm -hmm. and I give you tools every single session and we talk and use the tools and gradually you just start flowing in the joy and you start raising your frequency and your vibration so that you're living at the vibration where everything that you want and desire in your life lives because Mm -hmm. you need to be there in order to uh, attract it 
and then accept it and receive it. So those are all the processes that you do. So when you create a, a habit of compassion within yourself, toward yourself, love it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. then you start to live, you start to really, truly and authentically live your lightest. And that's the name of my program. And I take each of my clients through the process, which I created by just writing down step by step by step, how I got to where I am from where I started. And for the past six years, it's worked brilliantly, you know, oh, wow. and yeah. And so, and I've tripled my business. So I, I guide a lot of people through um, people who want to start their own businesses or people who already have businesses and want to expand. Mm -hmm. And yeah. And, and I think the greatest gift that I offer too, is that I can say that I know where you are and I've been where you are. And mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. I'm happy to guide your way. But um, so what do you think one of the, and I guess it does depend on everybody everybody's different but what do you think one of the main reasons is to have a life coach or an accountability partner or whatever we want to phrase it as what would you say maybe is the most common reason that is also an effective reason to have a coach sure so i think that the the most the biggest reason is because we all have blind spots even the mm. best of the best out there have mm -hmm. blind spots. Mm -hmm. um, and so the sign of a master, in my view, is how much time you spend in the lower vibration. And when I say lower vibration, I mean those times in our, in our lives when we feel stuck, when we feel not motivated, when we're not wanting to go outside and, you know, literally take a dance class. I know that sounds dramatic to a lot of people, <laughs> but when you're in that joyful energy, you attract such beautiful things in your life and people mm -hmm. and other energies that are in that vibration. So that's the number one key is, is living your life from that spot in, inside from your soul mm -hmm. and your I, soul and your spirit wants to dance. That's what it wants to do. Exactly. And <laughs> I laugh, think, I yeah. think that it just, we all want to be at that place and feel those feelings inside and I think that it really is, and probably what the role of a coach in my mind is to sort of do help us get there. And and for everybody, it's a little bit different. I mean, there's definitely steps we all need to go through to get there and addressing a lot of different, um, you know, facets of ourselves and, and our, our experience. But I think really we all want to get there and it's just a matter of how do we get there more often. Right. And there is, there are, there is a system that works that I use that I've created, right? And mm -hmm. and I found that it's worked for every person over the years. Well, I won't say 100% every person because you need to be ready and you need to be in the place. And mm -hmm. I can help you prepare to get to this place if you're not there 100%. But you need to be in a place of certainty where you're absolutely ready and you say to yourself and to me that you're willing to do whatever it takes. You need to be there because the turning point for me, and I'll say this is the true turning point in my life, was when I hired a, co a coach because mm -hmm. I was on disability, Laura, mm -hmm. and she was charging $1,100 a month. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and I said to myself, I, there was something in me that I just knew I had to work with her. Mm -hmm. And this is something I highly recommend to all of your listeners is, you know, whether it's a raw food coach or a life, co life coach or all of it combined mm -hmm. is make sure that you really resonate with that person and choose somebody that is a few steps ahead in the game that you want to be playing and living in. And so at that time, I just knew that. So I found the money 
and um, and I paid her. And that month, I made three thousand dollars on my own in my business. Wow! And, so, and since then, it's just gotten better and better and better. And that is why I've become a life coach. That's why I gave up my counseling career and became a life coach because I know it works. I know 100%. And I know that anything is possible. I mean, not just from my other experience with raw food, as if that wasn't amazing enough. Um, and I'm not saying that in, you know, a toot my own horn kind mm-hmm. of way or an egotistical way. It's just like, it is incredible. Yeah. But also, in you know, and, and then it's just like, wow, I can actually not only be healthy and work for someone else, I can work for myself and define freedom and define success in the way I want to and be comfortable and, and just, you know, and just live in this joy zone. A hundred percent. And I think a big part of it as well that helps you kind of be in, in a good health headspace too is just having, knowing that your work, it's kind of like an addictive thing where when you know how much something has transformed you, yes. you want to help share and be a part of that transformation for other people. And I know I feel that too in a lot of, in a different way, but for sure, I think that there's something so fulfilling and exciting to be able to help facilitate that change for other people. So well, there's, there's no greater joy, Laura, Laura, I just want to say there's no greater joy than watching someone blossom and bloom. And, you know, whether you're a mother, whether you're, you know, a gardener, whether you're watching mm-hmm. life bloom, it's such a joy. And, you know, I do have six steps, like I said, as I was saying earlier, that I take people through. But I also like what you said about individuality and customizing. Mm-hmm. And that's why I do the one to one offerings. And I have different packages that I do. And I also do a VIP day, too. We Love can it. spend the whole day with me. Yeah. I want to spend the whole day with you. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> so, so if our listeners are wanting to find out more about you and the stuff that you're doing and seeing a picture of this amazingly beautiful Gina and all those kinds of things, where can they find out more about you? Yeah, they can come over to my website, which is lifecoachgina, G-I-N-A, dot com. And they can find my Living Lighter Transformation System there. And also each of my one-to-one coaching packages. So I have single sessions and I call those One Gets It Done because I like to use fun names. And mm-hmm. then two for Woohoo, three for Yippee, and four into the Magical Door. <laughs> and so, and I also do speaking events for groups. I love to do that too. I love to mm-hmm. motivate large groups of people. Mm-hmm. And I have tough classes too. So um, my latest one is called Tell a New Story About Money and Live It. And that's available as an immediate download. Um, it's $79 and it's four 75-minute audios. Awesome. And so you can keep them forever. You can download them onto your computer and put them onto your your iPod or whatever you like. And I also, the best part, I think, Laura, is the complimentary offerings that I have if you want to hear about those. Sure. <laughs> yeah. So um, I like to call them free gift parties. And I have lots of videos and I have a blog where I get very personal and intimate uh, on my website. And mm-hmm. also when you sign up for my private mailing list, you get, uh, two free gifts. You get a video called my biggest weight loss secret. And you also get my nourish on the go recipe book. Um, so the, and also I mail out to my, my mailing list, my private mailing list. I mail them, you know, offers, uh, to work with me that other people may not see. Mm-hmm. And the latest one I have right now is 60% off a single session. Uh, because my birthday's coming up and I love to celebrate because as you mm-hmm. know that was a big day for me turning to raw foods. So Gina, I, I just think that everything. I yeah. think you just love to celebrate period. 
<laughs> I definitely do. But on my birthday, come on. We got yes. to amp it up even more. Even past my limitations that I'm working through so, at, my, at my level. So, yeah. And I'm also on, you know, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, mm-hmm. uh, Pinterest, Google+, LinkedIn. And all of the links are available on my website. So. Love it, Gina. Yeah. Well, I think we should basically end it there. I know that you've got something else to do and I want to be mindful of your time. And I really appreciate you coming onto the Raw Food Podcast and sharing your amazing story and your your such high energy. And I love it so much. And I'm just really honored to have had you here on the show. So do check out lifecoachgina.com. And um, thank you so much, Gina, for being with us today. Thank you for having me and uh, thank you for doing all that you do too, Laura. My pleasure. We'll talk soon. Okay. Bye Bye. for now. Bye. You have been listening to the Raw Food Podcast with your host, The Raw Tarian. Be sure to visit me at therawtarian.com where you can browse over 100 of my absolute favorite simple satisfying raw vegan recipes that you'll find pretty quick to make and with just a few ingredients and that taste amazing while you're there be sure to sign up for my newsletter and once you've signed up for that you'll automatically get a pdf copy of 11 of my most favorite most satisfying most delicious recipes including raw vegan alfredo sauce raw brownies and a whole host of other delicious recipes that you can make at home that are raw and taste amazing. Thank you so much for joining me and I hope to hear from you very soon. And until next time, enjoy your raw adventure.